One Saturday morning, maybe 21 years ago, I think it was probably around March, I was walking through the woods with my cousin and we were chatting and Tom said, I'm going to run a marathon for Nathan next January. He waited a minute, we walked a little more and he said, the Disney marathon is the flattest marathon in the United States. He didn't ask, but I could feel his invitation to run with him. And when I said, I'll run it with you, I wasn't thinking about the fact that I had not run since Caleb was born. The next day was Sunday, and I preached, and we went to eat with friends, and after lunch, God smiled on us, and both boys took a nap at the exact same time, given uh, a minute and my promise, I went down to the basement and I found my old Brooks hanging off a lawnmower. The gel foam rebound was kaput. They stunk. The uppers were as green as the grass clippings, but I put them on. And because our, our home was on a very busy highway, I went to the city park and drove the car around and measured off a mile and thought, well, I can probably do two miles. To say I struggled to jog one mile would have been generous. My lungs heaved, my lunch danced in my stomach and I imagined myself dying on the one little puny hill in that park. My poor start on that Sunday, despite it, on Monday I drove to Nashville. I went to the athlete's house and bought new shoes and a book. I think the title was something like The Non-Runner's Guide to Your First Marathon. It was a blustery December Saturday morning and a farmer from our church was driving down a country road and he looked and coming up the hill towards him was a runner. And that runner had on a polar fleece and there were little white frost sickles growing where the sweat was freezing on the polar fleece and the wool hat they had on had little stag stalagmites growing up out of it. And as a farmer eased down the hill, he looked over at his wife and he said, who is that idiot? He pulled a little closer. He said, oh, that's our preacher. <laughs> Buddy called Connie and they shared a laugh. And when I got home, Connie called Buddy to assure him I was okay. I think it was like an 18 mile run that day. In January, Tom and I clasped hands and crossed the finish line together, which wasn't hardly fair because about a month later, he ran one an hour and a half faster than he ran it with me. I was his anchor. <laughs> the day after that, we went to Disney World with two toddlers, and I got to tell you, that was more exhausting than running the marathon. This Lent, rest assured, I am not training for a marathon. But I've been thinking about how often the hardest parts, even of welcome change, 
happen at the beginning of change. Mark is so brief. Mark is so brief, so quick to the point. At once the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. And Jesus remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And Jesus was among the wild beasts. And the angels ministered to him. Mark gives us no details about the temptations. There's no explanation of what the phrase meant that the Spirit drove Jesus out into the wilderness. We just see Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. We don't know if the first day was the hardest day. We don't know if trying to leave and be gone for 40 days was harder. We don't know if the first Sabbath when he was alone without a congregation to support him was the hardest. We don't know a lot. We just know that Jesus set aside 40 days for intentional spiritual practice. And those 40 days prepared him for a few years of ministry. And both of those put together still flow to us today, don't they? With love and life and hope and justice. Tonight we put ashes on our hands or forehead. Either one is fine. Ashes for me are a gritty kind of tactile sign of my identification with Jesus. The ashen cross that Keller or one of the other pastors will, will trace on my forehead reminds me that I'm focused on being present with Christ. I'm promising to try to do the things that foster a deeper sense of Christ-likeness within me. You may lay something down that does harm in your life or distracts you or you may pick something up that brings life to you we've been talking about habits and a habitat of grace things that help us thrive and I would invite you to think about being in a small group we're starting some new ones there's information about how to be a part of one so that you can take some of these practices on being present, praying, worshiping, searching the scriptures, giving, serving, bearing witness of love and of justice. You'll do those easier when there are other folks to help you and share the journey with you. After Jesus had been in the wilderness for 40 days, Luke 4, Luke 4 tells us Jesus came out and immediately went to the synagogue and Jesus shares these opening verses that are very familiar to many of us from Isaiah 61. He actually adds some stuff from 58 too. The Lord, God's Spirit is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. God has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release for captives and liberation for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what Jesus was preparing for in that wilderness. But you know, Isaiah 61 adds one more verse. Well, actually, several more verses, but I'm just reading one. Isaiah 61, 3 says, God has sent me to comfort all who mourn. 
to provide for Zion's mourners, to give them a crown in place of ashes, to give them a crown in place of ashes, joy of oil in place of mourning, a mantle of praise in place of discouragement. Oh, today is not a day to bow our heads like a reed or to allow the weight of any of our failures or labels to bend us over in any kind of shame. Don't feel bad if you can't run a mile tonight. I'm pretty certain I can't. Today is not the uh, opening ceremonies of the uh, Olympics of personal piety and self-denial. Today is a day to realign our focus, to fix our eyes on Jesus, as it says in Hebrews 12, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, and to give our best shot as we run the race with grace and love. Today is a day to pick up habits and practices that bring life into our life and to lay aside things that do harm or distract us. Today might even be a day to wear our ashes kind of like a crown that reminds us that we were created as beloved, we are beloved, and we are returning one day to God's belovedness. Oh, may we run the race knowing we are loved and journeying deeper into God's boundless love for us. Amen.